This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast is a special podcast with an interview with Charlotte Bolschweiler. Charlotte is our Poetry Out Loud winner for Clayton Bradley Academy for the 2024 competition and will be going to represent us at the state competition in March. And so at this time, we join the podcast with Charlotte Bolschweiler and Kendall Terry. We'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Charlotte Bolschweiler. Charlotte is a senior here at Clayton Bradley Academy and is a winner for our, our Poetry Out Loud competition, and, and she is a three-year school winner. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about the Poetry Out Loud competition and how she prepares for that and all of that. So first off, welcome to the podcast, Charlotte. Thank you for having me. And uh, let's start by kind of introducing, I guess, yourself to the, the listeners. So how long have you been at CBA? This is my fourth year at CBA. I came here freshman year. Awesome. And so this is your third year winning. So from sophomore through senior year, winning the school level competition, which is a competition with all of our high school students, correct? Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the Poetry Out Loud competition, people on here might not uh, know anything about that. So why don't you start by giving us a little bit of a what does the Poetry Out Loud competition, what, it, what is it, how do you compete in it, and then we'll, we'll move on to kind of what you plan on doing at the state level. Well, Poetry Out Loud is something that every student in the high school is required to do in their English classes. It's um, memorizing a poem by a well-known poet that has to be in a specific database on the Poetry Out Loud website and um, the students from each grade will all compete against each other to choose one or two uh, representatives from that class to then go on and participate in the school competition to then go on to state and then potentially nationals. Yeah Mm -hmm. and so you have uh, I guess steadily progressed in your abilities in this competition um, even at that state competition of you've gotten a little bit better each year at that and and last year you won something correct yes I won second place second place yeah. okay so I'm sure you're hoping for first this year mm-hmm. um, and whenever we talk about memorizing a poem you know some people in their head might not understand exactly like they're just thinking you memorize a poem get up and say it is it that simple or is there more to it definitely not I say when you're choosing a poem, you have to make sure it's something that really resonates with you and something that you understand and can maybe even like get behind the message of. And making sure that you understand that poem will then make sure that you are presenting it in the right way with the right dramatic appropriateness and timing and pacing. And it's, um, it's definitely not just a matter of learning something by heart and getting up and saying it for everyone it's more of a performance and more it's a little bit based in acting also getting into like the poem and the mindset of the poet as they wrote that and yeah yeah so whenever you're delivering your poetry for the competition and you're being you're being scored by a judge what are the things the judges are looking for as they're scoring you They score us on accuracy, of course. If you mess up any line from the poem, you'll get points deducted, even if it's just something as simple as, like, adding an S or an extra and or messing up the or that. It's something as simple as that. Or if it's a bigger mistake and it actually alters the meaning of the poem, then it's a bigger deduction. And then you also get um, judged on dramatic appropriateness, as I said earlier. 
and understanding of the poem, like making sure that you are saying it in the right way to make sure mm-hmm. that you're conveying the right idea and right message. And um, what else? Presentation, using your body and using your hands, especially while you're presenting and using your facial expression is also very important. It's not just about your voice and getting all the words correct. Yeah. So as you're looking at the list of poetry uh, that's on the website and you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, which challenge you want to take, are there difficulty levels in that of like, this is a really difficult one. So if you can deliver that and not have any mistakes, it it seems better for the judges than if you were doing maybe what somebody consider a simpler uh, set of poetry. Yes, definitely. Um, there's an option on the Poetry Out Loud website where you can choose either a 25 lines or fewer poem or one above 25 lines, but having only 25 lines or fewer in a poem doesn't necessarily mean that it's easier to memorize. It's okay. just a matter of the contents of the poem, and even if a poem is 25 lines or fewer, it could still be like very long or dense lines, mm-hmm. so it's... Um, it's the matter of length isn't as much what makes memorizing poem difficult. Okay. And so as you are selecting that and, you know, I'm sure you're trying to find one that you can connect with that may, you know, what, what are you looking for there? Is it, is it looking for something that you can kind of connect to the meaning or something maybe that you have a little bit of background about that author or what, what causes a, a poem to jump out at you to be like, that's the one I want to do? Well, I really like to, um, choose humorous poems or something that I could really be dramatic with okay and something that it's can feel more like a performance for me so I can really getting into my acting um persona and I like to have something that will actually resonate with the audience and therefore maybe even boost my score a little bit with the judges so it's something that not only I enjoy to perform, but something that other people would enjoy to hear with yeah. the poem. And, you know, as I've listened to this competition and, and some of what you guys have done, you know, I, in what I consider to be more of a modern level of, of comparedness, I, I would compare it more to what people are saying is just spoken word now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking back, spoken word has kind of gotten more attention. You know, it, it's been on some of like the I think there was a guy on America's Got Talent one year that did that. And so that spoken word is, is become more recognized. Is that, is that in the same, would you put that in the same boat with Poetry Out Loud? Or would you say, yeah, it's a little different. Spoken word's a little different than, than what we do with poetry. Well, I have less experience with spoken word, definitely. But it's, it definitely has similarities. But um, Poetry Out Loud is something that's a little bit more scripted and okay. it's uh, more controlled than spoken word I feel like although especially at the state level you'll find that a lot of people at that competition will perform a poet at poetry aloud yeah. like more of a spoken word poem with the same like, okay. pacing or rhythm or the way that they accentuate certain words so it's a matter of a the poem you choose and if that then allows you to perform it in that way or if it's just not the right dramatic appropriateness for that. So. Yeah. And so when you're reading a, a poem and you're trying to figure out how to deliver that, you're trying to figure out maybe the speed at which you should do certain lines, what, 
what is giving you those indicators of, of how this should be performed? Is it information you know about the author? Is it information you, you know, maybe research about the poem? Is it just kind of your gut feeling when you're reading that? What are you looking for? I think in a poem, especially if there are lists or something, it's, some, it's a time where you could uh, then speed up your voice a little bit. But I've also, I really like to research the poem before I perform it, or even if I'm not even past the memorization stage and not past, um, I'm not speaking it yet. Yeah. And there are a lot of recordings of other state Poetry Out Loud competitions where you can find someone else reciting that poem. And even if it isn't necessarily in the same way that you would like to recite it, it's still being able to hear someone else say it and getting other input on how they would say it is very helpful and also um, potentially other people's analysis of the poem or potentially even interviews with the poet themselves on that poem are very helpful. So you're talking about a decent amount of research then going into this competition. So for CBA, the student competition is in January, correct? Mm -hmm. And you know, I imagine many of those individuals in our in those classes are probably working on those poems in January. Yes. So you've won this competition for CBA three years in a row. If you were speaking to people that were really interested in trying to win this competition, when do they need to start really working on these poems if they're going to have, have that shot? This year I started working on my poem. It was mid December, I think, which is like a month and a half before the actual competition for the school. And I think it's um, getting the poem fully memorized is really, really important. So you're not, when you're actually performing it, you don't have to worry as much about the accuracy because you know that you have that down. It's more just focusing on the presentation and making sure you convey the poem properly. Yeah. So when you were setting up kind of the, the, the process for Poetry Out Loud, you know, you talked about here it's competing in kind of your English classroom, going on to the school-level competition, which we do in the Family Center. Um, and then when you make it past that round, then you're representing the school at the state level. So what does that look like, you know, for somebody that's walking in that may have no idea of what they're getting ready to see, what does it look like to perform at the Poetry Out Loud state competition? Well, at the state level, if there are other schools that require the entire high school to um, participate in this competition, it's very rare. Most okay. of the time, it's just like a poetry club or a specific class who then go on to try to get to the state level. And I feel like our school competition at CBA is more uh selective and harder so you have to get through more levels to get to state than other schools would so i feel like that already gives cba students an advantage in the state competition yeah and the past two years that i went to state it's only been like max 20 other students there representing schools so the competition is steep but it's not too daunting it's you're not walking in a facility of like a thousand people yes (laughs) So is, is it like a room that you're walking into like a stage or is it like a classroom that, you know, kind of some people are setting in the classroom if it's, you know, the size you're talking about? I'm trying to get that wrapped around my head what that looks like. It is a small stage. It's 
the stage itself is maybe about like 10 feet wide, four feet deep. It's not too large. Um, and then it's just a large room full of chairs and all of the participants and uh, competitors will just sit backstage waiting for their turn to go on. Okay. And But it's also um, the community and bonding of the Poetry Out Loud competition is really nice because we have like a night before for all the competitors to meet each other and we do a little like workshops surrounding poetry and we get to like talk to each other and have dinner together and it's very fun because you get to make friends through this also yeah that's that's really cool and so you've probably built some friendships then over the past couple years do you see some of the same faces each year yes there's another girl who i've seen every year yeah Mm -hmm. and so you kind of then have an idea of your competition yes (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So you don't actually get to sit out and listen to the others on their presentation. You're behind. Now, can you hear them backstage? Is there like a live feed set up or anything? You can hear them backstage because it's just like one hallway connecting. And they usually keep the doors open so you can hear. But you can't see their faces or their um, like physical presentation. Yeah. So it's you can hear their voice articulation but you don't know how well they're actually performing the poem or their accuracy when you're backstage yeah that's do you like to go first in that do you like to hear people and then like kind of as you're preparing or do you want to get yours out of the way and then just be like i've done the best i can do and it is what it is well the list is randomized at state so you don't have much control over that but i do like to be somewhere in the middle of the pack to have people on either side of me yeah because I don't want to go first. It's, it's a bit nerve-wracking to me. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to go first, right? Mm-hmm. That's funny. Well, I, I think it's great that you have represented the school in, in the way that you've done so in the past competitions, and I know that you're going to do another uh, great job this year. I have mm-hmm. confidence in that. Um, I asked you when you were coming on the podcast uh, whether you could perform uh, any of your poetry. Are you ready to do that? Yes, I can recite something for you today. Okay. Um, this is Snow Day by Billy Collins. It's what I did for the school competition this year, and it's what it's the new poem that I've memorized this year for the senior class competition. So. Okay. Snow Day by Billy Collins. Today we woke up to a revolution of snow, its white flag waving over everything. The landscape vanished, not a single mouse to punctuate the blankness. And beyond these windows, the government buildings smothered, schools and libraries buried, the post office lost under the noiseless drift, the paths of trains softly blocked, the world fallen under this falling. In a while, I will put on some boots and step out like someone walking in water, and the dog will porpoise through the drifts, and I will shake a laden branch, sending a cold shower down on us both. But for now, I am a willing prisoner in this house, a sympathizer with the anarchic cause of snow. I will make a pot of tea and listen to the plastic radio on the counter, as glad as anyone to hear the news that the Kitty Corner School is closed, the Ding Dong School closed, the All Aboard Children's School closed, the Hi Ho Nursery School closed along with, some will be delighted to hear, the Toadstool School, the Little School, Little Sparrows Nursery School, 
Little Stars Preschool, Peas and Carrots Day School, the Tom Thumb Child Center all closed, and, clap your hands, the Peanuts Play School. So this is where the children hide all day. These are the nests where they letter and draw, where they put on their bright miniature jackets, all darting and climbing and sliding, all but the few girls whispering by the fence. And now I am listening hard in the grandiose silence of the snow, trying to hear what those three girls are plotting. What riot is afoot? Which small queen is about to be brought down? That's, that's excellent. I remember you performing that at Family Gathering. Uh, did an amazing job. The And the dramatics that you put with it on stage, you own that stage very well. <laughs> it's, it's really fun to watch. Um, and it was funny because this you you performed this at family gathering yes. right after we were off school for like a week, which rarely happens. I'm worried that I might have accidentally manifested our I, ten days. Yeah, I think break. you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, like I said, we we I don't know of an, an event we've had like that in several years, and so mm-hmm. um, it was just I thought it was humorous in yeah. that of hearing this after we had just gone through that whole event of everybody waiting to see whether we were going to be closed. And so um, you did a fantastic job with that. And um, what poetry, do you know what poetry you plan on doing for the state competition? Yes, I'm doing Crepuscule with Muriel by Marilyn Hacker, and I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by William Wordsworth at State. Nice. Well, I'm sure you're going to do a fantastic job. Win or lose the competition, I'm sure you'll do fantastic. And I really hope that you're able to hit that that first place uh, category. <laughs> It'd be exciting on your senior year to be able to do that. So thank you so much for setting down and talking about this competition and hopefully getting some others inspired to want to be part of that. Um, you know, so that we can continue to see this Poetry Out Loud program grow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you'd like to find out more about our school, you can find us on our webpage, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, or you can follow us on social media at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We hope you have a wonderful day.